Hello and welcome to The Best Book Ever, the podcast where we get to know interesting people by asking them about their favorite book. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and today I am so happy to present to you the third annual Kids YA Gift Giving Guide. This is, without question, my favorite episode to record every year because young people are my favorite people. I asked a group of 8 to 20-year-olds to tell me about their favorite books, and the results are as smart and goofy and unique and diverse as the kids are. Some of these kids are new to the show, and I loved getting to know them. Some of them have been on all three years, and it has been fascinating to watch their tastes evolve. Now, as always, I present these conversations in age order. So, in case you are listening with your own young people, please be aware that the older kids are talking about books with more mature storylines. In particular, one of the teenagers talks to me about a book that deals with suicide, and another one told me about a book that deals with the Holocaust. So, please keep that in mind. Whether you have young people in your life or not, I know you're going to love hearing these awesome kids tell me what they think is the best book ever. My name is Hope, and I am eight years old. Hi, Hope. I'm so excited to be talking to you again. You are such a reader. Do you still read all the time? Not all. Not all the time. How often do you read? Like, if I have a library book, well, that's actually what I did last week. If I have a library book and I read, read, read it, sometimes I can read. And then at school, I check out one library book read that entire library book, and then get to check out another in the same day. That is amazing. So you finish a whole book in one day? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be doing schoolwork? Yes, except our school, our class has a time we specifically get to go to the library. Oh. Where our... And that in that one period of time, I can read a book. That is amazing. You must read really fast. Yeah, I know I can read A Magic Treehouse in like 30 minutes to an yeah. hour. Yeah. Do you? We talked about those last year. Do you still read the Magic Treehouse books? I'm trying to find new series. Today at the library, I got Ivy Bean, which seems pretty cool. Oh, I remember. My kids used to read Ivy Bean. Those are fun books. Yeah. Tell me about this book that you want to tell me about today, your favorite book this year. It's called Mysteries in Our National Parks Cliffhanger. Mysteries in Our National Parks Cliffhanger. I have never heard of this book. Tell me what it's about. It's about Jack and Ashley. Are they brother and sister? Yes. And then and then their mom, Olivia, is a national park ranger, I think, and she knows all about the national parks. So whenever there's a problem at the national parks, they call her. So now they're going to Mesa Verde. So what happens when they go there? Well, actually, first, they meet a foster kid because they're also always fostering kids when they need it, like foster kids. So here, there's a foster kid named Lucky, because later in the book, she said that 
she got her name Lucky when she was like three and she won like $10 million on a like five cent game. Whoa, that's an awful lot of money. Yeah, and that's why they call her Lucky. And now they went to mess with Lucky, but Ashley was trying to discover Lucky's secrets, and Jack was giving Ashley the stare, which I call the sibling stare. I use it personally, where <laughs> I'm not having a good day. I will look straight into your pupils. <laughs> And it is not a good time. Okay, wait. It's a, It's called the sibling stare, but like you would do it to me if you were having a bad day? You would just look straight in my pupils? No. Oh, only to your sibling. If Candy like hurt me and I was like really mad, we could do the sibling stare. And that is basically like a warning saying, you are going to die if you don't <laughs> run in the next five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> One. Does Kenzie also have a sibling stare on you? Yes, we both have it. You both have it. Okay, so Jack and Ashley use the sibling sibling stare on each other. Well, not really the sibling stare, but it's like in one point in the book, she gave Ashley the stare thing. If you hurt Lucky, that's the same as hurting me. Mm, that is loyalty. Yes, except that is like a stare. <laughs> I, that would that would scare me a little bit. I would do whatever you said if you looked at me like that. So then they went go on an airplane ride, and Ashley tries to spill Lucky secrets, and it doesn't really work. Most of it I was explaining is at home. Okay, some of it is on an airplane. So they get to the airport and they rent a like Jeep or something. I don't know. Yeah. And they drive and then they stop because Ashley feels sick and gets out of the car, which same with my sister (laughs) on any road trip. And then Jack and Ashley come out, and Ashley, not knowing, goes into the field where she's not allowed to and plucks a flower, which she's not allowed to. Because it's a national and park. And then the whole family makes a big fuss about it. And then they keep driving. And so the reason they're going to mess up every day is because there is, was a, like, a cougar or a mountain lion attack. Oh, yikes. On a little boy. Oh, my gosh. So they're going up there, and once they reach Mesa Verde, Verde um, or Mesa Verde, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know what to call it, they reach that their destination, and then they go into their their place, which is like tiny, tiny, tiny. It it's like a dome castle thing, but it is tiny, tiny, tiny. Okay. Like sleeping on the floor. So when they wake up the next morning, they ha- have breakfast at a restaurant there, and then they go different places. Ashley goes with her dad. Jack and Lucky go to a place I also don't remember, but 
they go there and it's this like gigantic building and they have a park ranger with them protecting them and they go inside and they look at all like the historical stuff and then they have a gigantic climb and this is where the fun part happens Jack is able to climb, and Lucky's right behind him. But Lucky's super scared. <laughs> and when she gets super scared, and so Jack tries to coax her, saying, imagine you're only a step above the ground. And apparently she got up. And then the way down was, was greatly different. They saw a bunch of historical stuff, and they went down a slide. After that, they had dinner at the same place, where Jack was talking about their huge adventure. And when Ashley and Lucky break out into a fight, she tells Lucky about when she was a little ho-pie girl. Okay, so... I'm looking at this book as I'm talking to you, and it looks like there are, this is a series. Yeah, it is. It's called Mysteries in Our National Parks. And it says here that it's a 12-book series. I don't know how many books the series is, but my teacher just gave me cliffhanger to start with. I'm scrolling through as I'm talking to you. I'm looking at the pictures of all of them, and they all look super adventurous there's one with these two kids that these two look like teenagers like running from a bear even oh and there's a shark one holy moly do you think you're gonna finish and read the rest of this series yeah you really like adventurous books don't you yeah yeah that's most excellent well Thank you so much for talking to me again. I love talking to you about books, and I hope you keep reading your head off all the time because it's the best thing in the whole world. All right. My name is Henry, and I'm eight years old. Hi, Henry. Hi. Tell me about your favorite book. It's called Wayside School is Falling Down. Wayside School is Falling Down. Okay. So tell me, what is this book about? It's about uh, this school that was built. It was supposed to be built like that way, like, like horizontally. Okay. But the builders didn't get it right, so they built it that way. Up and so, down. Okay. Yeah. So it was so it's super tall, and the classroom that it's about is the very top one. <laughs> okay. And at the very bottom, there's a basement. And yeah, we'll get into that later, I think. So what happens in the story? Are the kids, like, is the school actually falling down? Uh, at, it doesn't fall down. There, there was just like an emergency at the very end. Like, there was a practice emergency, and then there was another emergency that was a real emergency, and then another one that was just like that. So in a kooky school like this that's built wrong, are the teachers regular teachers, or is everything a little bit goofy? A lot goofy. <laughs> How is it goofy? It's like, because, like, in one of the chapters, 
her name is Mrs. Jules. That's the teacher. Okay. It's in the book that we read about. And then, uh, so, so in this chapter, like, she was teaching about gravity. And there was a yard teacher where, where all the kids have recess. And his name is called Lewis. And they got a package of, like, one of those old-fashioned, really heavy computers. And it, and since it's built super tall, then it was super hard for Lewis to just climb up the stairs. And then when he finally got it, uh, Mrs. Jules picked it up and just threw it out the window to show what gravity was. <laughs> so then she smashed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a goofy teacher. Yeah. Does it, every grade that you get older, do you go up to the next floor up? Like, so then when you're in the eighth grade, you're on the top floor or something like that? Or is everybody mixed up? It doesn't say. Like, mm. It doesn't say. What are some other adventures that happen in that school? One of my favorite chapters is what. So the classroom, they used to have a teacher. And that was called Mrs. Gorf. And <laughs> she had pointy ears. And if she wiggled both of them at you, then you basically just like die. <laughs> no. Or you just disappear. Miss Gorf sounds terrifying. Yeah. What's the new teacher who threw the computer out the window? Uh, Mrs. Jules. Jules. And she's nice? Yeah. I'm looking at the picture of the book on Amazon. It says, Miss Mush is serving her famous mushroom surprise in the cafeteria. Blech. That sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. How'd you find this book? I was just looking on the bookshelf and then I, like, so I had a second grade teacher and she was named uh, Mrs. Shaler. And for the year, she just read us all these books. She read us the first one. What, the one that I'm talking about is the second one. Oh, but, so Wayside School is a series of books. Yeah. Oh. The book series or something. Okay, so your teacher read you all of them when you were in second grade? Only to the second one. And this one was your favorite? The Wayside School is Falling Down? Yeah. Do you know this author... I don't know how to say his name. Louis Sakar Sachar. I'm not entirely sure how you say his name, but he is the author of one of my kids and my favorite books ever called Holes. Did you ever read that book? Oh, I know the movie. Oh my gosh. And the movie is phenomenal, right? Do you I like know. it? Oh, yeah. So it good. It used to be one of my favorite movies and still it's one of my favorite movies. And the movie is just like the book. You know how a lot of times they make the movies and they change it and they kind of ruin it from the book? Yeah. But the movie's just like the book. The book's so, so, so good. It's the same author as Holes. Cool. Cool. He's a good one, right? So have you um, have you read the other ones after your teacher, she read the first two? Did you go and read the rest of them on your own? No, we only have this one. So I'm looking at, Side, the other books are called Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Wayside School Gets a Little Stranger and Wayside School Beneath the Cloud of Doom. All right. 
Cool. I'm going to go read this. This sounds really good. Thank you for telling me about it. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name's SMB, SMB16, the Supernatural Bear. Uh, I'm 10 years old, and I am back at be- on Best Book Ever. Let's go. Mr. Supernatural Bear, I am so delighted to have you back. It is so fun talking books with you. Have you had a good reading year? Uh, yeah, I have. I've read a lot of books. Only problem is that didn't get any new books, except... Haha, dog man. I've never read this book. Tell me what it's about. Um, it's about this, uh, cop and dog who they both get exploded by this weirdly talking cat bomb (laughs) and the cop's head's dying and the dog's body is dying. So one of the doctors in the emergency room decides to stitch the dog's head to the cop's body and now we have the best the best cop in history dog man <laughs> you know the cover is really cute yeah it's a graphic novel people a lot of people think that dog man's a comic because captain underpants was a comic which is by the same author yeah D- uh D- dave tilkey okay yeah. what happens in this book so there are many stories that happen and it. It starts off with George and Harold. Hey, they're coming back. They came back. And <laughs> by the way, all these books, unlike the old Captain Underpants books, thankfully have full blown color. All the Dogman books, the comic books and these graphic novels, the, the big boys, they are in full color and the pages don't feel like regular paper. They feel like they feel like smooth, like cars suck. So yeah, I from what you're showing yeah. me, it looks like it's glossy. Yeah, those are nice. Very glossy and much better feeling than the Captain Underpants books. Do you know what's so funny though? As you're showing me those pictures, it it does look it looks like a really cute book and really fun drawings and stuff. But when you first described it, it sounds super creepy, right? Oh like, no. Uh it isn't super creepy. Like it's just like from from saying from the book. It's it will just say, "Bro, your head's dying. Bro, your body's dying." And then <laughs> someone would just say, "Why don't we sew Greg's head, that's the dog, onto cop's body?" Good idea, nurse lady. You're a genius. Hooray. So they had a big operation, blah blah blah. What a lucky day. So, it wasn't even that it wasn't that violent or creepy at all. Yeah. It's actually really awesome. And the stitch marks normally aren't even there. You can't even see the stitch marks unless it's in certain scenes, which is nice. Okay, so tell me what Dogman, this wonderful cop, does. Um, He has all the perks of a man and all the perks of a dog. Um, So he can essentially run around, has... More energy, essentially. Okay. More energy, more energetic, because it's more stuff happening. And then he can have the perks of a dog, which is mainly sniffing out. So if let's say there's a trail of ketchup, any if you think it of anything else, you are flawed. Okay. Ketchup, <laughs> a trail of ketchup, and then the hot dog man got kidnapped. Oh. Um, that's why there's a trail of ketchup and mustard. So Dogman could sniff it out 
sniff everything to the scene and then use his human powers, uh, which are just the powers of a man. Yeah. Now, does he ever, like, accidentally act like a dog? Like, when they're out chasing someone, oh, if he yeah. sees a squirrel, does he take off and chase the squirrel? He does. So, he sometimes he will lick. He will lick and, like, do dog things, like, jump, pounce on the chief. And he just be like, I've had enough. Get out, dog man. You're a very bad boy. Now get out the police station. Go home. Then dog man would get sad. And then chief will get in some way in danger. Like, let's say he gets kidnapped or dog man goes missing or even possibly that chief is going to lose his job and then he loses his job and then he regrets being so mean to dog man he saves the day and then chief's like i'm sorry i ever doubted you and was mean to you be weird to work with a dude who was i would not know how to act towards that person if i worked yeah. with someone who had a dog head like how would you even i wouldn't know how to talk to him would you i'd probably have a treat backpack a backpack shaped like a treat that is um, an excellent idea they're good books they have the occasional potty humor of course because it's a children's book obviously <laughs> it's made for people slightly younger than me but overall meant for all ages what do you mean by potty humor like the dog pees um, on pees on things or something like that there was actually one time i forget if it was in the first or second book but dog they never show it obviously because that's kind of weird but Dogman, uh, the chief mentioned that Dogman peed on his new couch. And the, the new couch, bad stuff related to Dogman happening to his new couch is like a, an, on-running, an on-running gag. Okay, so this is what I'm saying, how I wouldn't know how to react to this. Because like, if a dog came in my house and peed on my couch, I would be like, bummed out but i would also be like okay this is what dogs do but if a man came in my house and peed on my couch i'd be pretty upset right thankfully it wasn't chief's personal couch it was the couch at the police station yeah but, but also still. a bad thing that it was the couch at the police station because not just him using it yeah that's a little but, weird yeah it is a little weird Thank you so much for coming back and talking to me again i cannot wait to hear what you're reading next year i wonder oh. what direction you're gonna go yeah, I have no idea. Maybe Dogman, the book number two, maybe something else. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe you're going to go a whole different direction like horror or kissing books or I don't know. Le- okay, you don't need to make barf me. I do not like romance books, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. It's just my opinion. Don't come hating in the comments. You should still keep listening to Best Book Ever. It's great podcasts. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dante, and I'm 10 years old. So, Dante, tell me about your favorite book. Uh, My favorite book is a book called The One and Only Ivy. What is that book about? It's about uh, a gorilla, and he's in a mall, and he has, like, uh, three friends, but he's kind of just, like, stuck there, and he's been there for a long time. And then after he gets like saved kind of saved by the zoo mm-hmm. and he gets to see like other of his kind because he's just been there for like a very long time 
like on display in this mall or whatever honestly what other who are his friends are they people uh no there are also other animals that are there on display with him yes well one is a dog and his name is bob and one is an elephant and her name is stella and then uh, there's another elephant. It's actually a baby elephant. And she comes later in the story, but it's her name is Ruby. How, do you remember how you found this book? Um, I got it from a book exchange with, uh, like, I think my friend. What's a book exchange? It's when you exchange books. So, like, if I gave my friend um, maybe, like, a book that I think would be good for him. He would give me like a book that maybe I would want. Wait, is this for a birthday or something like that? Or you were just hanging out talking books and you just decided to trade? Uh, Yeah, the second option. That is so cool. Do you do that a lot? Uh, Not really, but uh, we're kind of like really good friends and both of us like uh, have a high lexile, so okay. we kind of read a lot. Have you seen the movie for the one and only Ivan? Uh, no, I never even knew there was a movie. There is a movie, and it's it's not as good as the book. Oh, okay. but it's really, really good, really good. But I will tell you this: are Are you a crier? Because I am a big giant cry baby and i know no, so did you did you cry when you read the one and only ivan uh well it was very sad but i did not cry <laughs> but it, it was like sad do you always read books about animals um no i mean i did read the sequel one and only bob i did not know there was a sequel that's about the dog yep <gasps> what happens so in the zoo, there was like, or before, in the zoo, there was a janitor and the janitor's daughter, she and the animals were like kind of really connected. And so after Ivan and Ruby got, uh, well, like uh, kind of adopted by the zoo, um, she, uh, uh, the daughter took care of Bob because he uh. didn't, uh, he wasn't in the mall he was just staying with ivan yeah he was like a stray wasn't he yeah he was a stray. okay so then in the one and only bob she's taking care of him yes okay do you know what i'm looking on amazon right now and there's a third book called the one and only ruby oh yeah well i just figured it out but that's coming out on may 2nd i think on 2023 Oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. I'm scrolling through her books right now as I'm talking to you, and it looks like all of her books are about animals. Oh, yeah, that's neat. I didn't know that. There's one called Otter, and it's got a picture of a baby otter on the cover, but it's spelled like odd, like unusual O D D E R. That looks so cute. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. We got some reading to do. <laughs> what other kinds of books do you like? 
I like fantasy novels a lot. I just finished Percy Jackson, and it's a, a really good book. Have you read that whole series, or just the uh, first no, one? I just finished the first one. I'm gonna read the second one though. Yeah, I kind of got left on a cliffhanger, so I'm yeah. There are a lot of Percy Jackson books. That's a good and, thick series. Yeah, it's like uh, five books, and the first one alone was like 375 pages. Yeah. Do you like a big fat book like that, or do you prefer the short ones that you can just sort of tear through in a weekend? Well, I like bigger books. I also read Harry Potter. Oh yeah, what'd you think of it? It was pretty good. I well, I read the movie, or no, sorry, I watched the movie before. Okay, and I liked it, and then I just wanted to read the book because, uh, well, sometimes I watch the movie first, and then I read the book, and I just compare the differences. I've seen all of the movies, but I've only read the first book. And what do you think? So, do you think you'll continue? Um, I'm gonna. I think. I'll finish the Percy Jackson series actually, and yeah. then maybe I'll do because I I I was actually at a book fair today, and I saw Order of the Phoenix, and it was like five hundred pages long. So, oh yeah, I'll just yeah. They keep books. getting bigger and bigger. I think the sixth one is the longest, but I'm not sure. But yeah, they by the end they are massive books. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. Now my son is super super into um percy jackson like he's 15 now but he always has just been super super obsessed with percy jackson and he's really excited right now because um there is a series coming on tv not a movie oh yeah we saw that did it look how you imagined it to look um kind of i mean uh what I see, I when I think of Percy Jackson, I usually just think of the movie. Mm. But I mean, it it's more kind. Well, they're wearing the Camp Half Blood shirts, and so it's kind of similar to the book a little. Now, my understanding is that pers- fans of the Percy Jackson book series don't actually like the movie. Is that correct? Uh, I like the book better, so probably yeah. yeah. Who do you recommend one and only Ivan for? Like, who? what age group do you think is old enough to read it? I mean, maybe like around, yeah, around my age group. I feel like when you're in sixth grade, you probably should be able to read that. Yeah. And also, it's like, it's a good book. It's so good. Thank you for talking to me about it. Oh, thank you, too. I am Dorian, and I am 10 years old. My favorite book is Spy School Project X. Tell me what it's about. Um, So it's one of the last books in the series. So it's like uh, a kid who gets chosen to go to a spy school, basically. Uh, he goes on all sorts of missions and stuff, and he made a few enemies. So this one is an enemy called a hit on him and they want him dead whoa so he has to avoid all of that while proving his name they also uh ruin his life because they spread like a a theory about him like where he just they make him 
they make everybody think he's an alien or something, something like that. What's the boy's name in this story? Uh, in this story, his name's Ben Ripley. It's, and how old is Ben? Uh, I think 11 or 12. Oh, wow. So he's he's young doing spy stuff. Yeah, and it's what makes it like really relatable and cool. Do you Okay, so you said it's the last one in a series. Would I have to read all of them in order to get this or can you pick them up out of order? Um, you can pick them up. It'll still be really good. Mm-hmm. It, it'll still be really good, but uh you need some background information to understand all the characters and who they are and why they want to do this. Have you read the whole series? Yes. Uh, It's by Stuart Gibbs. I really like him. Is it sort of the same adventures over and over? They're all adventures, but some of them like are unauthorized uh, (laughs) and some of them go wrong. Uh, In one of them, it's really good because he has to prevent Colorado from being nuked. I think. Whoa. Yeah, they're they have lots of adventure and it's really good. Okay, so I'm looking at the webpage right now. I see Spy School Secret Service, so that must be one are they helping protect the president? Uh in that one he's someone slips a bomb on him oh and then God. they try and they try and use him to kill the president and everybody thinks it, they're trying to kill the president. But it turns out that they're trying to kill someone else that has even more power than the president because they have a mole as the vice chairman or something. So if they can get the other person to step down, the vice chairman will take his place. They were going to use it to like blackmail the world like because they would nuke it, the countries if they didn't give them money or something, something like that. Okay, so then there's one. I'm also looking at this one called Spy School Revolution. Is this one like the Magic Treehouse books where they go back and forth in time? Or are they all set in in current times? It's set in current times, okay. but it's like a bad guy organization called Crone, Crotone or something. Okay. Uh, and they've been dormant for like 100 years because... It's an organization that works for Spain, but kind of went rogue, and they think America should belong to them. So in this one, they use RDX, which is a type of explosive, and they try and blow up the capital to send a message and try and take over America. But that's why it's called Revolution, because it's they use a lot of old-timey stuff, because they have to break into George Washington's like house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Dorian, I have a question for you. Yes. Why are there no adults protecting him? Uh, <laughs> a lot of times because either adults think that he went to the bad guy side mm. or because he's, well, their adults are there, but other people tend to help him and he can usually take care of himself. Uh, and he like does a lot of cool things, and in this book, adults aren't much help. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Is it one of those things like he's better at his job because the adults don't know what he's up to? Uh, in some cases, yes. Like one of the 
places took place at a ski resort. So being that young really was a plus because he it looked like a kid with his parents. Uh-huh. But sometimes when he's trying to sneak into buildings and stuff, it works as a disadvantage because like there's a kid sneaking around in a building doesn't make much sense and he's more likely to be spotted. Why did you choose this one? Why is Spy School Project X the best one of this? Because they all sound really good. So what made you choose this one as your favorite? Uh, probably because it takes place in Florida and I really like it. Uh, and he has to hijack an airplane, but thankfully nobody's killed or hurt. Yeah. Uh, and it's they're in a dogfight somehow, and it's just has a lot of event- adventures and stuff like that. Wait, Ben, the spy kid, flies an airplane? Well, uh, his friend's dad does, but he has to help and do stuff like that. Do you think there will be more, or is this the last one in the in the whole series? I think there might be one more, because it ends on kind of a cliffhanger, but it's uh-huh. a good cliffhanger. Uh-huh. How did you get this book? How did you find this series? My friend recommended it. He said, oh, maybe you should try this book if you like this other one. Uh, I read the first one, but it turns out I thought I was reading the first one, but it was really the fourth one. So I had to go all the way back to the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, So I just got kind of hooked. It was really good. And do you and your friends trade books a lot? Uh, yeah, sometimes, like, if he likes a book, uh, I give it to him, like, for a day or two, mm-hmm. and then he gives it back, and then so on and so on. I love it. That's the best. Do you, mm-hmm. uh, what age group, what ki- age kids do you think would like Spy School Project X? I like big books, like, hard books that I read, or that's hard to read, so I'd say maybe... 11 to 15 year olds. Oh, okay. So you like to read books that are a little bit that the librarian would say is a little bit older than you. Yeah. I like the big book of questions, which is an adult book, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like it's a kid book, but it's really good. It's like a bunch of hard life questions that you have to answer. What did you learn from that? Can you give me one little tidbit? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, some of the questions are if you could do one thing in your life, what would it be? Like stuff like that. Oh, whoa. Those are big questions. It was hard. Some of them. No kidding. I'm not sure what I would say to those. I don't know. After looking at these books, I kind of feel like maybe I want to be in the CIA looking through these Stuart Gibbs books. This looks like fun. Yeah. And he has a bunch of other series, like one's about a kid who lives at a zoo because his parents work there. But it's no. Yeah, it's such a like big zoo that like it takes too long for the parents to get there, so they just live there <laughs> in a trailer park. Okay. <laughs> and he has to solve mysteries, like in one of them a hippo is killed and a Walla or koala is stolen. They're really good. Oh my gosh, that sounds phenomenal. Wouldn't that be amazing yeah. to live at a zoo? Yeah, and it's 
it's a huge zoo. Like, there's enclosures where you can, or there's a dolphin swim exhibit where there's like, you can go in and swim with the dolphins, and you can feed them fish. But it's all safe and stuff. Uh huh. It's just a really good book. Is that called Fun Jungle? Is that that series? Yeah. Okay, so then this hippo one that you were telling me about, that must be this first one I'm looking at called Belly Up. Yeah, it's okay. because it, it's really good. I would 100% buy this book just because that tight, the cover cracks me up. It's like a yeah. hippopotamus floating. They look so good. Everyone has a different animal on the cover. Yeah, and some of them have funny like puns as the name, like lying down. Uh-huh, yeah pandemonium oh these are cute oh i want to read these i that was always my dream i always thought if your parents worked at a zoo or owned a zoo i always assumed you must live there somewhere and i Mm -hmm. still sort of suspect that's true i hope it's true yeah for big zoos that are like in texas like 40 miles away from everything else yeah yeah so then you could just kind of have the freedom to do what you wanted yeah oh that'd be so cool Okay, so I'm talking to you on a Saturday. What are you going to get to read today? Uh, the book I'm reading right now, uh, kind of got ruined. Uh oh. So I really want to finish that one. What it's... do you mean it got ruined? Did you drop it in the bathtub or something? No, at school, uh, some slime kind of got on it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, so half the book is okay. The other half, not so much. Oh, no. Is it at least the part you read that got ruined? Yes, thankfully. Oh, okay. So you can just read the second half of it. Yeah. And okay. I already read it before. I just like to read books again. to Because sometimes like there's things I don't understand the first time I read it. Like, yeah. And things that I don't make connections. So the second time I read it, I'm like... Oh, so that's why they did this, or that's why that happened. I love that. I love rereading books for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. My name is Kate, and I'm 12. My favorite book is My Heart and Other Black Holes by Jasmine Wenga. That is the coolest name for a book. Will you tell me what it's about? This book is about a girl who is obsessed with like um plotting her own death so she goes on a website where you can pick like um suicide partners that are like near you and she meets this boy online and they plan to suicide together (laughs) yeah um okay first question why are you smiling as you tell me this um because you look so shocked. Uh, yeah. You well, <laughs> I was shocked. You know, your mom told me that she was actually nervous about you even reading this book because it has such a dark premise. But then the way it played out was so different than what she expected. So why don't you tell me a little bit? Of, I, I was not expecting you to say what you said. So, <laughs> so tell me, how does it play out? Because, you know, from... The description you just gave me, that sounds dark. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty um, dark. So um, at the beginning, 
she's just really sad and she works at this place um where she like tells people about vacations I think on the phone and she just calls people over and over and they all just like hang up on her and she's just like whatever it's a boring job and she's sad about like all this different stuff and she has depression so when she's at her job she looks on the um website <laughs> where you can pick um like suicide partners and she puts in like all the stuff that she wants like it can't be a mom because that's like that's too sad for her and he has to be like around her age and in like around the town and then she finds this kid named frozen robot so they plan to meet up and she thinks that he seems like a perfect like popular guy and that he couldn't be sad about anything and that he she just thinks that he's like making it up or something that she feels bad for him and then um later on in the book he tells her why he's like so sad and then they plan to do it but then towards the end um she starts to feel better and she starts to like him so then she's trying to convince him not to do it all right do you want to no go tell me more then at the end he like sees something in her and he feels like she doesn't want to do it anymore so then he decides to do it by himself and he like hangs himself like <laughs> like in his bedroom or something and then she sees him in the hospital and then i think um he decides like that it wasn't worth it in the end or something so who do you think this book is for like this sounds like i know you're a really mature reader Mm-hmm. Um, do you think most 12 year olds could handle this subject matter? Cause it's intense. Um, I think it depends on the 12 year old mm-hmm. because like some 12 year olds are like, everyone has like a different personality. So if you, they're like sensitive or like this one, it's just about like what type of topics you would like. I would never have like picked this book out, but, um, I saw it in the library and I was like, I want to see if the author can like make this good because like it's not a topic that I would usually pick but I want to see if like like how she would describe everything and see if she could end up making it really good I'm sure you can understand why moms would flip out if they saw their kids reading this because that notion of a website where you can find a suicide partner that's terrifying to a parent right so what would you say to a parent whose kid wanted to read this, what would you say about this book to convince them that it's worth reading? Um, my mom liked it too. She said that I have to pick out five books at the library because she's like a crazy reader <laughs> and she just likes to read every single second. And so I was like, okay, I want to read this book. And she was like, as long as I'm reading a book, she said, it's fine. And then once I finished it, I said, it's so good, mom, you have to read it. And she ended up loving it too. So I think like maybe the parents could read it over to see if they think it's appropriate for their kid. You're saying it has real value then, even though it is starting off with a scary so- topic. Uh, yeah, it has like, it has a good message that like towards the beginning, like she would have just wanted to die, like no matter what. But then since he put the date, like he said, like in two months, but she wanted to do it right then. And she was like, whatever. And then t- like within those two months, she started to get happier. So then if she would have killed herself at the beginning, she wouldn't have like, you know, been able to get happier again. So the book's really 
talk about having something to look forward to. Kind of, yeah. That it's like not worth it to mm. like kill yourself because then it can it will probably get better. Like your life will probably get better. So like this is a big change from the book that you chose last year. Have you are you sort of all about the YA books nowadays? Kind of. I think it's like about the topic. Like I go between topics. Like last year I was totally about like those like kind of weird old timey books about like people who live up in the mountains and are like weird, I guess. <laughs> um but now I just read like whatever I think looks good. I think a lot of more books look better to me now that I'm older. When I was younger, um, I didn't explore outside of that one genre that I liked. But then like when I got older, I read more books and I was like, a lot of different things from different genres can be good. So now I just like pick whatever. What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm reading this book called A Storyteller's Death. It's about this um, girl who like travels on her own to um, her, it's either her great aunt or her aunt. Um, house for a whole summer because um, her mom needs to go home. She was going to go with her, but her mom needs to go home because her dad is dying in the hospital. Ooh. And so then she gets to, like or with her grandma or her aunt and she has a lot of fun. Oh, this looks good. Now, this is not YA. This is listed in on the website as um, women's historical fiction. So you're really jumping into the adult books now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, this looks good. You know what? Erin would love this book. Yeah, I just found it um, in the bookshelf that we have. And I was like, I've never seen this book in my life. Okay, I'm going to get this one too. Thank you. Two good <laughs> recommendations for me. <laughs> yep. My name is Jack, and I am thir- I'm fourteen years old. Years old. My favorite book is Moz by Art Spiegelman. This book is about a man who was Jewish, and he was taken away by the Nazis. Uh, and he's telling his story about what it was like living in Auschwitz or in the Auschwitz concentration camp to his son and his son is the writer of this book and he tells all his father's details of what it was like and the hard life that he went through for five years before the allies came to save them. Now is this book told as a chapter book? Yes. But what's unique about it? It's not just words, right? Yeah, it's not just words. It's also a um, graphic novel. And instead of it being like drawn out as humans, it's cats and mice. What do you think of that? I thought it looked pretty good. But at the same time, I didn't really like the fact that the Nazis were cats because I love cats, <laughs> but overall it is a really good book. Tell me what you like about it. I like how not all of it is just about the war. It's also about like 
how we got through by making friends and how we looked on the bright side of everything. And there was also parts uh, where he was talking about his wife and his son. And uh, I also like the way the author just wrote it all. Like it makes it feel like you can, you can feel what he must've been through. Did you know much about the concentration camps before you read this? Yeah, I knew a fair, pretty good amount of what happened. Does, does this book cover the violence inside the camps themselves? Yeah, it does cover a lot of that because uh, he had friends who were killed in the concentration camps. Mm. And he saw them go and never come back. You know, this book is one of the most banned books in libraries and in school systems. Had you heard that? Uh, yeah, I have heard that. Why do you think it's banned? I think it's banned because of like the violence of it but also like i don't see why they banned it because it is very gory and the uh description that he gives is pretty horrific but it's also history and it did happen and we need to stop it from ever happening again and we can't have it again. So it's better to let the children learn about what really did go on instead of just dismissing it. Why do you think kids should read it or young people should read it? Uh, mainly just to learn about like morality and what's wrong and what's right. Mm-hmm. And that mainly like hating a bunch of people just because of their religious belief or their skin color or the way they just are is not right. And it will lead to a lot of problems if you just have that that mindset. Mm -hmm. What would you say if they tried to ban this from your school? Uh, I would tell them that they're like, they had the right to be angry about it or not like it. But if they didn't want their children to read it, they can just tell their children not to read it, but they don't have to have it removed completely and not have any children see it because there are children who are interested Mm -hmm. and people who are interested in seeing it or reading it. And it's showing something that will teach them to not be like, you don't want to be this. And this is what happened. And this is how terrible they were for these reasons. And it will prevent them from becoming anywhat near what Hitler was like. There's a second one. Did Have you read the second one also? Uh, yeah, the second one is, it continues on the story because the first one, did not cover all of it. It stopped after he was removed from the concentration camp in Auschwitz because the Axis and Allies had 
uh, we're only like a hundred miles away from Auschwitz and mm-hmm. we're moving closer each day, taking over more and more land and pushing the Nazis further and further back. So they had to move the prisoners of war further back and hopefully hold off the allies from getting to them and releasing them. And is it as good as the first one? Yeah, it is. I think it's probably better. Is there anything in there that you learned that you didn't know before, even though you have studied it in school? Well, I didn't know that there was more than just uh, Jewish that were put in the concentration camps. There were also like Polish people mm-hmm. and they were also, they were not as hated as the Jewish, but they were close to it because mm-hmm. they were also put in gas chambers. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So what are you reading right now? Uh, Right now, uh, Equal Rights, it's a book about equal rights for women. Is it a nonfiction book? Nonfiction, and it's about a group of women that are fighting for equal rights for women, uh, and just like what they believe, and also what they feel like the future should be like, and how it doesn't make sense how men are seen as more powerful or they should have more power than women. Where do you get these books? Are these assigned by teachers or is this just what you read on your own? It's just what I read on my own. So you're really interested in social justice issues? Yes. That's awesome. You're so cool. Thank you. Hello, I am Joey. I'm 14, and this I'm not 14. You're not 14. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. You, don't, you have an outtakes episode. I right? do now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> my kid doesn't know how old he is. <laughs> Hello, I am Joey. I am almost 16. Joey, tell me about your favorite book. Well been on the show twice before so this is kind of my third favorite book at this point it's your favorite book this year sure and it was trilogies both those times so this is kind of my seventh favorite book oh gotcha okay anyway it's actually two series that i'm talking about <laughs> so it's more of my seventh through i want to say 16th favorite book okay joey please tell the listeners about your seventh through th- 16th favorite book oh gladly <laughs> For a long time, my favorite comic book series was the Umbrella Academy comics, and I was planning on talking about that on this incredible show. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But then, last week, I finished reading the Paper Girls comics written by Brian Vaughn and Cliff Chang, and they were very freaking good, so I think they are my new favorite comics, but I still want to talk about both of those series. Okay, start with Umbrella Academy. How did you find it? So, um, I want... It was adapted into a Netflix TV show, and I watched that before I read the comics. And um, I don't know which I prefer. I like them in different ways. It kind of just, it it hits all my sweet spots because it's like, you know, superheroes, apocalypses, time travel, and most of all, gruesome violence. (laughs) 
So it's just it's just all the things that I love. I never knew there was there's not gruesome violence in the series. Well, yeah, the TV show is less gruesome than the comics, but they're both pretty violent. Do you know every year on this show, I'm horrified by what you announce to the planet that you're actually reading? You know, yeah, that is that is the case, yeah. Okay, so what is so good about it? I mean, you know this about me. I love time travel, and especially in the second volume of Umbrella Academy, the time travel gets so intricate and it's so convoluted, but when you take the time to actually dissect it and figure it out, it ends up making sense, which is so cool. Because sometimes you can get something like Terminator Genesis, which is so convoluted that it makes you want to not think about it, because when you do think about it, it makes no sense. So, then the other one, Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Okay, so how'd you find that? Actually, the same way. That was also adapted into a TV show, a, um Amazon Prime TV show. And it was canceled after one season, which I'm not angry about. I'm very, I'm, I'm very angry about that. Okay, so tell us what Paper Girls is about. Um, so it's set in the 1980s, and it's this group of four girls that deliver papers, and then time travel happens. There's time travel in both of these. Probably why I love them so much. And they get like sucked into uh, right at first. They get sucked into I want to say 2016. And, um, oh my God, that is the <laughs> worst timeline. Yeah, it's rough. So, you know, like the way I see it, the way I've always seen it is kind of like two stories in one, or almost even two genres in one. Because, out on one hand, it's, you know, action adventure, like they're saving the world, there's time wars and futuristic technology and stuff. Obviously, awesome. Can't go wrong with that. I love it. But on the other hand, it gets more grounded in reality because it's also just about these four girls grappling with their own future. Because all four of them, in different ways, go to the future and learn something about their personal future that they have to deal with. And it, that just leads to some really interesting character work. There are also very high-stakes battles, you know, space-time continuum and all that. And, like, I love that. You know I love time travel. <laughs> but But... In in the context of paper rolls, that's actually the part that I care about less. I care more about the character study. Oh. So, you have always been a major reader, and you have always read chapter books, but in the last year, you have really gotten away from chapter books. Why do you think that is? Chapter books are just kind of a commitment. <laughs> like, um, I'm a pretty slow reader, so... um. It'll take me a while to read a chapter book, and I won't want to give up if I'm not interested, because I'll always think, like, maybe I'll get interested soon, so I'll keep going. Mm. But, like, and, like, I know that's not really a problem with you, because you read really fast. Or, yeah, but I don't finish. If I don't like it, I don't finish it. Sure, but, like, even so, you just read so much faster than me, which makes it less of a commitment. But with comic books, you know, I can finish it in a couple sittings. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if I read an entire comic book and don't like it, I will not have wasted that much time. Mm. So it's just, it's just a lot easier, you know? So what do you say to people who say that reading comics or graphic novels is not the same as reading reading? I mean, I don't know how I would back this up, but I would say that it is. <laughs> There's obviously difference, but both are absolutely reading. How do you think Paper Girls would be different if it was in chapter form? Do you think you would have a different understanding of the characters? That's a good question. I mean, comic books are sort of more like TV shows or movies where y you'll you'll understand what the characters are thinking through their face. 
um, or what they said, because you don't know what they're thinking. So, like, with with comics or um, TV or film, like, a lot more is just implied when, like, in a chapter book, like, a lot of times it'll be told from the from the main character's point of view, and you will know everything they're thinking. So it's almost like you get more clues to the entire story by reading it in graphic form, because you're also seeing the visual clues. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm all for graphic novels. I think they're awesome, and I think they are very much still reading. I think the only th- bad thing about graphic novels is they don't translate to audiobooks, obviously. Oh, I've never thought about that. Yeah. They definitely don't. But that's the only real, in my opinion, that's the only downside to reading graphic novels or comics or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of another downside. It's just kind of different. Like, if you want to read, like, to analyze characters, then one isn't necessarily worse than the other. It's just you're going to be analyzing in different ways. Yeah. What do you say to someone who just says, comic books are just like Superman punching things? Well, I mean, there's a lot more than that. Like, I've read... Most of the comics that I read are superheroes, but, like, I got this one on my shelf that's about the Black Panther Party, not the Black Panther superhero, the Black Panther Party from the 60s. Or- and there's also that one that you read, Genderqueer, that's, like, oh it's, God. like, an autobiography. Yeah, like, it's, sure, sure, a lot of it is superheroes, but it's also, it spans all genres. Yeah. You know, I've never really thought of that, but what a good idea to use them in school contexts. Yeah, I mean, especially if, like... Like, I feel like no one wants to read school books. Like, I know my friends, we all use spark notes for the books we're assigned. Mm. I mean, like, I think genderqueer would be a great one to assign in mm. schools. It's very explicit. That's true. It would have to be, like, definitely only high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I am sure, I have not looked into this, but I'm sure that's one of those books that is just challenged right and left. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Thank you for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, it's, it was a delight. I'm so excited for next year. I can't wait to hear what you choose. Hello, my name is Erin and I'm 19. My favorite book that I read was The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Tell me what that book is about. Um, all right. So The Silent Patient is an adult thriller about this woman who's like a She's not, like, famous, but she's, like, a well-known painter. And um, one day, out of the blue, she shoots her husband, like, four times, and he dies. And then she never speaks again. And she gets admitted to an asylum. And this the book is from the perspective of a psychotherapist who is trying to get her to talk and trying to understand her story. And he becomes kind of obsessed with her and obsessed with what happened. And you slowly figure it out with him. And yeah, it's phenomenal. Is it what makes it a thriller? It is a thriller mystery, I would say, because the main guy doesn't necessarily believe that she did it, that she was the one who had shot who shot the husband and um it also there are every few chapters there are like excerpts i think would be the word from her diary kind of leading up to when the incident happened so it is um it's definitely a thriller there's there were definitely sometimes i was reading it at night and i was like oh my goodness i'm scared <laughs> did did it have a twist yes 
Did you see it coming? No. And I think, honestly, I think that is what makes any good mystery great is when you think that you're as smart as the author. You know what I mean? You're reading it and you're like, oh my God, this is so obvious. I know how this is going to happen. You know, like, but in the way that like, you think you're smart. You know, you don't think it's obvious, but you think you're smart enough to know it. You think you're the one who's figured it out. Exactly. And that is what happened to me is I was reading it. You thought you knew. I thought I knew. And then unfortunately, on the page of the twist, my eyes flicked to the bottom of the page. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it was honestly, it was good because I saw the last the last line of that page and then I was able to read that page kind of knowing what was about to be said and I was shocked out of my boots let's just say I don't think that's a saying but (laughs) it is now it is now and yeah I was so shocked so um yeah tell us the twist no why because it's just genuinely and maybe I'm hyping it up too much but for me it was just one of those things where it was like you know you gasp and close the book and it's it's it was one of those twists where the whole book is different now and it's not necessarily like oh it was the neighbor who did it you know it was more of like now you look back at every single thing that's happened and knowing what you know it's different. I love books like that. Well, maybe you should finally read it, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Calling her out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've taken it out from the library three times, and I always have to return it before I actually get to it. I'm a very busy lady. But actually, we I am in a thriller book club, as you know. And this is something that we talk about every single month, is that when something is called a thriller, for me, this isn't everyone's definition, but for me... I don't, it's not necessarily that I want it exciting the entire time, but I want at least one moment Mm -hmm. where I have exactly what you said, where I go, wait, what? And then the whole book's different. That is the definition for me. It just needs one of those moments where everything changes and I am shocked. Yeah, that is exactly this book. Is it more mystery or thriller? Um, I would say it's more mystery. I would say... I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are, like I said, I think I can think of one distinct moment where I was like actually scared when I was reading it. Um, It was kind of like, this is not a spoiler. It was kind of like a stalker moment. Mm. And, you know, when you're alone in a dark room reading about a stalker, you're obviously going to be like, huh? Um, So, yeah, I, I think it's more mystery, but there are definitely some thriller aspects. Like, you know, it's about murder like it's about so (laughs) i think one year i don't think this is your first adult thriller didn't you talk about shutter island one year oh you're so right i did talk about shutter island i liked this better than shutter island i want to say oh you have loved shutter island for so many years yeah i think yeah okay maybe i like shutter island more i don't know i can't decide but um maybe this one's just more fresh in my mind Mm. um they both have the same Like, I love a twist ending. They both have a twist ending, which I just love. Her husband's the doctor, huh? Her husband what now? Her husband is the doctor, and he's got her imprisoned. I've already got it figured out. I don't even need to read it. She shot the husband. The husband's dead. I know, but he's faking it. 
Oh, interesting theory. <laughs> it's right, though. Is it right? I don't know. Is it? Do you normally read thrillers? Is that your favorite genre? Um, I float in between many genres. I definitely went through, it, like last year, I went through a murder mystery phase. Um, I I love thrillers and mysteries, though. I really do. I love a twist ending. Me too. Okay, I have one more question for you. Yeah. What is the best part of having me for a mother? Oh my gosh. Um, that you use your podcast voice when you're angry. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Best Book Ever podcast, where I ask interesting people about their favorite books. Today, we are doing our annual kids episode. That is shockingly good. I'm going to use that as the opener. Please do. All right, Erin, thank you so much for joining me. As always, it is a delight to talk to you. Thank you for having me. This is my favorite part of the year. Mine, too. Okay, see you at dinner. Okay, bye. <laughs> I would love to hear about your favorite kids or YA books and what books you'll be gifting this holiday season. Let me know over on Instagram at Best Book Ever Podcast. Links to everything we discussed are in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your book-loving friends and rate it on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you at the library. Bye, son. <laughs> Bye, son. That's an animal. <laughs> oh You're just trying to get on the outtakes. No, I'm just naturally cute. <laughs> <laughs>